We're going to cross an interesting case study today in my uh, internet ramblings. Um, hat tip to Sovereign, that's S-O-U-V-R-E-N, who has a channel on odyssey.com, O-D-Y-S-E-E, which is also where you can find my videos. Anyway, he uh, was talking about Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist and uh, men's activist, men's rights activist, if you would. Uh, I would say more defender uh, of masculinity uh, as uh, it is the uh, it is one of the main enemies. Masculinity is one of the primary enemies of this present darkness, this world system, which is currently referred to as wokeness, but has also previously been referred to as liberalism or progressivism, and has used many isms as in the past to describe itself. Um, anyway, he, the subject of the video was how Jordan Peterson, uh, though he says he does not himself believe in God, uh, seems to be very, uh, almost obsessed with the Bible and with Christianity. And he touts the Bible as being fundamentally true or, or being fundamental truth. And he, uh, though not Christian, believes in Christ and the myth of Christ, I think is how he describes it. Um, this is very interesting. And I've seen this before, especially in true intellectuals, not pseudo-intellectuals, but true intellectuals. People who are capable of independent, rational, logical thought uh, but for some particular reason, uh, stop at a certain point. Uh, typically, these reasons are emotionally based. And I've heard it said before many times uh, that uh, conversion to Christianity, true belief in Christianity, is not a result of uh, logical reasoning, but more a result of, uh, emotional, uh, type things. I personally disagree with that, although that may be the case with the majority of people. Um, there are those of us, uh, like myself, like my father, uh, like one of my sons, who uh, we are, we have very little interest in emotions. Um, to me personally, uh, emotions, at the very best, are an inconvenience. Um, 
Now, I have them because I have to have them, apparently. It's part of being a, uh, a human, but they don't really tend to factor in uh, to my daily existence a whole lot. Uh, but again, that's apparently that's fairly rare. Um, and, uh, but I think Jordan Peterson is one of those kind of people, although he, he does tend to get quite emotional. Uh, I'm curious to, I'd love to, to myself kind of psychoanalyze him, kind of dig around in there and, and see what's going on. Uh, but anyway, um, this video brings up, uh, an interesting point that I would like to address with regards to Christianity and faith. Um, Peterson himself has said that he is terrified of believing in God because, uh, and, and if I'm wrong, you know, if by any chance, uh, Dr. Peterson, you happen across this and I am wrong, by all means, reach out to me and correct me. But the way Sovereign uh, displayed this uh, or portrayed this is that Peterson has said that he is terrified of believing in God because a belief in God would fundamentally change a person. If, if, if God actually exists and a person believed in it, that person would be fundamentally transformed. And Peterson has said that he does not see evidence of that kind of transformation in Christians. And as an extent of that, he feels that Christians are not a good example of... Uh, a good example to convince non-believers that God exists and that Christ did what he did. And it's kind of along the lines of the popular quote that uh, was attributed to uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians which uh, uh, apparently he did not say. Uh, it's just attributed to him. But there was another Indian philosopher by the name of Bharat Dada who said something similar. He said, uh, and this, this can be proven, he said, Jesus is ideal and wonderful, but you Christians, you are not like him. I've heard this type of argument for not believing in God and not believing in Christ uh, many, many times. Uh, I had an associate that I worked with a lot uh, in the surgical setting, and he used to tell me that, uh, because he went to a Christian college, a, a theoretically Christian college, and he said that those people who claimed that they were Christians did not behave in a very Christianly manner. And then there are other people who say, well, you know, I don't go to church because there are so many hypocrites in church and so on and so forth. And, and that's just, you know, so I can't believe in God or I can't believe in Christ and, and all that kind of garbage. Uh, this, this also actually kind of goes along with the argument that, well, if there was a God, 
then bad things wouldn't happen. And I can address that uh, and have addressed that previously, but we'll talk about this right now. Um, the rationalism behind this philosophy, this ideal, uh, this lack of belief is flawed if looked at through the lens of what Christianity actually is. Uh, it is not flawed if you look at it from a more secular viewpoint or, uh, more precisely, from a flawed religious viewpoint. It is very unfortunate. It is extraordinarily unfortunate, and it is one of the greatest tools of Satan, I believe, that Christianity very often is transformed, is twisted into a religion. Okay, a uh, it's it's twisted into a collectivist ideal in that uh, if you are going to be a Christian, then you have to belong to such and such a church, or if you belong to such and such a church, uh, you're part of this collective. And Christianity is not a collective. Christianity is not... There's no such thing as corporate salvation. You are not saved because of your membership in a particular club. That's not what Christianity is. Nor is Christianity a series of rules that you have to follow that's that or a religion that's not what christianity is and so if christianity is presented in that way i can see where people would come to the conclusion that they don't want to be part of Christianity. You know, uh, if, if I become a Christian, then I have to join such and such a church. Like, I have to join the Roman Catholic Church, or I have to join the Church of Christ, or I have to join the Baptist Church, and not just the Baptist Church, but the Southern Baptist, or the Independent Baptists, or, or the whatever Baptists. Uh, or orthodox, or non-orthodox, etc., uh, etc. Et That's not the case. That is not the case. That is not what Christianity is. Neither is Christianity a hierarchical uh, collective, because that's another thing that Peterson complains about. One of the reasons that uh, he said that he left Christianity in the first place was because when he was younger, 
and he would ask the priests about the catechism, questions that he had that were actually based. These were legitimate questions that he had. And the priest either couldn't or wouldn't answer them. Now, as a former preacher, actually I'm currently a preacher, former pastor, as I am not currently uh, preaching or pastoring a church, if you don't know the answer to a question of with regards to the Bible, with regards to Christ or God or whatever, if you don't know the answer, the answer is never because I said so. That is a logical fallacy, very popular logical fallacy these days, actually, of an argument from authority. I'm the pastor, and so it is that way because I say it's that way, or I am a priest, and it is that way because I said that way, or I have a doctorate in theology, so it is that way because I say it's that way. The only person, the only person, being that gets to say that in answer to a question of religion is God himself. And as a priest, you are not God. As a pastor, you are not God. So if you don't know the answer to the question, it's the same as in the military. The actual answer is, I don't know, but I'll find out. And if I can't find out, I will find somebody who knows for you. Okay? That's the correct answer. Or, there, because there are some answers, there are some things in the Bible that we have questions about, and we don't have the answers, because the Bible doesn't address them. And so the answer is, where the Bible is silent, we should be silent. That's not to say that the questions are invalid, that's just to say that we don't currently have the answers to those questions. We can propose theories, but that way tends to lie dragons. Because if the Bible is silent on a particular subject, and we have a valid question about that subject, but we do not have the answer, and we hypothesize on what the answer could possibly be, that tends to be the basis or of, of uh, heresies, the, the basis for the development of heresies. So it is best in a lot of cases like that, where the Bible is silent on a particular subject and we ourselves don't know the answer, it is best for us to just say, I don't know. And saying, I don't know, is a valid answer. But saying, uh, just don't ask that question. Don't ask that question. It is because I say it is. No. That's, that's not valid. And, and the priests that said that to him were wrong in doing so. They were wrong. 
And a lot of the reasons, too, or sometimes the reason that priests or pastors say these kinds of things is because they don't know and because of their pride, they don't want to admit that they don't know. And in some cases, it's they're too lazy to look it up themselves or a combination of the two. But because Christianity was presented to uh, Dr. Peterson as a hierarchical collective, and the priests refused to live up to the responsibilities of their office, it turned him off, turned him away. Because intellectuals, true intellectuals, not pseudo-intellectuals, but true intellectuals, who, and a true intellectual, just so that we're clear, is somebody who is actually interested in discovering the truth. They are interested in discovering what reality actually is. We're not interested in emotion or emotionalism. I am not interested in what you believe. I am interested in what is true, what is real. And if you can't give me that information because you're too lazy to look it up or because you don't know, or because you think that you are somehow higher than me and I should just accept it because you said so, then I have zero respect for you. And I believe this is what happened with Dr. Peterson in this particular instance. So, what is Christianity? Christianity is not a religion. It is not a hierarchy. It is a personal... Oh, and it's not a collective. It's not a collective. It is a personal, individual relationship with Christ. With your creator, God. God created you as an individual with all of your different personality traits. He created you individually for a purpose. And he wants, like any parent, any good parent, wants to have a personal, individual relationship with you. This is not to say that collective worship is not part of Christianity. That is part of Christianity. But Christianity is not a collective. Right? We are all part of the body of Christ, but even in the Bible... It talks about how if everybody, you know, everybody within the body of Christ has an individual purpose within the body, just like there are hands, just like there are feet in a body, everybody has an individual purpose 
within the body of Christ. If everybody was an eye, how could the body hear? If everybody was an ear, how could the body see? Okay? We are not a collective. We, we are not saved through collectivism. We are not, there's no such thing as corporate salvation. You are not saved because you are part of a church, because you are a member of a particular church. That is not why you are saved. You are saved because you personally believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, paid the price for your sins, every one of them that you have ever done, that you will ever do, completely, entirely, so that you could be in a forever relationship with him. That is what Christianity is. It is a personal, individual belief. Christianity is not a bunch of rules that you have to follow, a bunch of steps that you have to take. That is not what Christianity is. It's not a however many step plan. That's not what it is. You are not saved by following various traditions, by doing various required things, by checking boxes. You're not, that's not how you're saved. That doesn't save you. There is no such thing as salvation through Christ and other stuff. That's, there's no such thing as that kind of salvation. It does not exist. It is not supported anywhere in the Bible. No such thing. You are saved by your personal faith in Christ. If you do not believe personally, individually, in Christ Jesus, then you are not saved. That's it. You can be going to church all you want. You can check off all the boxes that you want. You can be good all you want. That is not going to save you. That is not what salvation is. Salvation is not something that you do because it is not something that you can do. If you could do it, there would have been no reason for Christ to do what he did. And for those of you out there who, who believe that there's such a thing as Christ and or that you can lose your salvation somehow by doing something or by not doing something else, I point you to the cross. And first of all, when you're saying that, you're saying that what Christ did was insufficient, that he somehow needs your help. He does not. He's God. You are not. But Christ himself, when he died on the cross, he said, It is finished. A better translation of that. He used a term that was used to terminate business contracts at the time. And the term means paid in full. 
This was actually it was a term that was stamped in red to terminate contracts when they were when they were finished. Paid in full. That means, ladies and gentlemen, a Jesus does not need your help to for for your salvation. He does not need your help. He did it all himself. This hurts a lot of people's pride. And so they think, oh, there's got to be something that I can contribute. No. The only thing he wants from you is a personal relationship with you. He wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. This is not about what you can do for him. You can't do anything for him. He's God. He doesn't need you to do anything for him. And two... It means that you cannot lose your salvation. You know why? Because you didn't do anything to earn it in the first place. Paid in full. Now this brings up a lot of other questions about, well, does that mean I can just do whatever I want and I can sin and, and, and you know it's all paid for so I can sin and stuff like that? We do not do anything, cannot do anything to be truly saved. We cannot be good enough to be saved. Once we are truly saved, if we are truly saved, then we will, by necessity, become changed. As Paul explains, why, why sin anymore? I don't have to sin anymore. I've got Christ. I've got everything I need. And if you are truly saved, then Christ himself comes into your life and starts to change you. So you don't do good things to be saved, but once you're saved, you start to do good things. The doing the good things is a result of you being truly saved. We humans like to put the, the cart before the horse and say, oh, I have to do good things to be saved. No, you can't do good things to be saved. But once you are truly saved, you are going to start to be doing good things. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. That's the way it works. First Christ, then good things happen. Not good things happen and then Christ. It doesn't work that way. So, just wanted to cover that little bit right there. If you have any questions whatsoever regarding this, or if you disagree with me, which is even more fun, then you can send me an email at docbryantshow at zohomail.com. That's Z-O-H-O mail.com. You can also hit me up on social media, uh, which I really don't do social media a whole lot that much anymore, but I still am on social media. I still check in every now and then on Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social, at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. Um, you can watch my videos on Odyssey, BitChute, and Rumble, but not YouTube. And you can catch my podcast, The Doc Bryant Show, on Amazon, uh, Audible, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, but not Apple. So, thank you very much for listening. If you are watching this on 
any of the video feeds that I previously discussed, please hit the like and subscribe button so that I know you're watching and so that they know you're watching. And I will talk to you all later.